Millennials are grossly underestimated. Their jobs aren't their whole world. They have options, they have the internet. Job satisfaction and strength of relationships, there ain't no app for that. Education is not a mechanical system, it's a human system. Any kind of work that's on some level predictable, then that's gonna be susceptible to artificial intelligence and, and machine learning. And that job, where you go to a building and you stay there 40 hours, and then you do that again for 40 years and then you retire, that's gone. Technology magnifies our leverage and increases our creativity. Stay hungry, stay foolish. Please wait as your individualized operating system is initiated. This is the Powerful Nonsense Podcast, guiding you through the madness of modern life. This podcast is sponsored by the University of Northampton, the first UK university to be awarded the Ashoka U Changemaker Campus status, in recognition of their commitment to social entrepreneurship. Now, here are your hosts, Wayne Ingram and Jem Yildiz. Hello! We're back. What was that? I felt a ghost. So Your hellos are mental. That's all I'm going to say. I thought I'd try something different. It was certainly different, that's for sure. <laughs> Someone needs to put together like a montage of all your openings and be like, actually, a montage of your just, openings. Wait, maybe we should do a bonus Powerful Nonsense episode. Just it's just me. Saying hello in bloody annoying ways. <laughs> So Wayne was hitting record, hitting, is it the R button? What did you press to hit record? Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, and his arm was literally jittering and shaking. I'm in a state of delirium, to be honest. I'm a bit worried for you, Wayne. <laughs> this is you, this we're is gonna, your we're doing. Gonna, we're going to need to stick you in an ice bath just to... Destroying me in the gym. The inflammation is going to be incredible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm like... You're in a bad way. I am, you, you destroyed me today. Actually, no, I feel a lot more limber because... You know, we've stretched parts of my body that haven't been stretched for a long time. Hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Any plans for the weekend, Wayne Ingram? Um, not a huge amount, actually. Um, seeing some friends on Saturday, just hanging out, then hanging out with you Saturday night. Little shindig. And then Sunday. I feel like something's happening Sunday. <laughs> No, I don't think, don't think so. No. Then just work on the evening. Glorious. The 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 evening job. Hey. I do just to top up my monies. Oh, why not? Yeah. How about you? Uh, Yeah, just uni lot coming over. And then obviously thought I might as well invite you over as well. That's very kind of you. Yeah. I mean, make up the numbers, eh? Yeah, it's kind of... <laughs> <laughs> well, you know... Because I am your only other friend. <laughs> yeah, just me and Wayne. Yeah. <laughs> the party involved just yeah, me and it would It would have been just yeah. you and uh, and you. Yeah. When you say the uni lot coming around. <laughs> <laughs> you know, on my old house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that cool. is me. I am the uni lot. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, talking of the uni lot, actually. Mm. Nice little segue here. Natural. Um... We've been going to the university, our old stomping ground, to talk with some students over the last few weeks, um, to talk to them about um, telling their story, really, is the main, is the main thing, um, because we think that's very much the secret at the minute to 
um, kind of growing your, your business or project ideas or whatever. At the minute, there's a lot of content consumption going on and that's what people are really connecting to is the kind of the story and the, and, and therefore the brand around various projects and, and organizations. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of the students are coming to us with like social, uh, social enterprise ideas mm-hmm. they've got, they've got business ideas or maybe they're starting their own sort of charities and stuff like that. And um, so they've been coming to us to with the problems like that they're having. And a lot of it comes down to, like you said, there is kind of really figuring out what their story is, as that is for us, like that gateway to get attention. Like there's so much noise, so much going on out there now. The only way that you can actually get people to, I know, become aware of what you're doing is through having a great story. And obviously that has been the plan of the, over the last four weeks. But also we've been helping people to actually tell figure out first of all what that story is, but then how do you get it in front of the right people? And it seems that a lot of people have been struggling with that. And so we thought Mm -hmm. it'd be a good episode to kind of put out there. And to be honest, it's something we need to do a little bit more of as well. Yeah. Ourselves. For sure. For sure. I mean, we know the formula and we are doing it. It's just that there's things it's nice to sort of remind ourselves of the things we could be doing. Mm. So it's a kick up our own ass in many ways as well. In many ways, yeah. Um, So, yeah, so kind of... I'm going to be careful how I'm saying this because I don't want it to sound wanky. Um, but like, so what we kind of want to talk about is just kind of things that you can do just to kind of, and this is the bit, grow your following. <laughs> but by that, I just want to clarify, we're talking about quality over quantity. We uh-huh. don't, we're not talking about how to get your Twitter account to 1 million followers in two days. Um, if you want that stuff, just go on Fiverr, pay $5 and someone will send you 10,000 followers. That'll be dead people, won't do anything, so waste time. We're much more in the camp of, you're better off just having 1,000 followers if those 1,000 followers really freaking love what you do. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's kind of the angle that we're taking here. So if you're sort of someone listening and you're thinking about maybe writing a book or you want to start a YouTube channel around something or you've got a business idea this sort of episode is going to be there to kind of help you find the right people to get in front of basically. Mm-hmm. So. Sorry, I was just taking a, taking a good old swig, swig of your tea. Swig of the tea. It's kind of gone cold now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So the main thing here really above anything else is just really, really getting clear on actually what, your story is. And by story, I mean what you're doing, how you're doing it, and why you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Those are the three main ingredients that you really have to just nail down. Like, literally, just reel it off in a conversation as if as if it's the first time you said it, but at the same time, it's incredibly well rehearsed kind of thing. Uh-huh. It's been quite interesting, actually, because I know you've been sort of grilling the students in a good way where they come in, they say, well, I want to create this. And then you're like, why? And like, oh, because I want to do this. And then you're just like, why? And mm-hmm. you go a few little deeper and it gets to the main crux of it. And I think once you finally get to that bottom layer, that's usually where their story lies, which is always quite interesting to see. Mm. And you're like, oh, so that caused you to do all of those other things, which, yeah, and then you kind of link that story to the actual outcome, which is great. Um, Thanks, Jim. Yeah, I'll I take that. It. Yeah, take I'll that. Take that. Um, but, I mean, to be honest, really, it's it goes back to, and, I mean, I think, actually, we might have to link up to the, 
the very first episode that we ever recorded. Oh, God, do we really want to do that? I think we might have to do that because I think this is a lot of... We're going to be covering similar ground because a lot of the stuff that we've talked about since day one of the podcast is... uh, Is it Simon Sinek's whole thing of starting with why and Uh understanding why, why, why? Um, And, you know, even if it is, you know, as simple as, you know, I want to... uh, I want to sell... pens (laughs) well why do you want to sell pens well because every time i've come to use a pen it's the worst experience in my life i hate using pens how can i make pens more exciting it's like well, why is that an issue for you well i was bullied at school you know (laughs) (laughs) and that's literally how it goes sometimes yeah um and (laughs) uh could you tell i was running out of ideas and where to go with that then um But this is a really important thing because then that then dictates so much of not only what you're going to be doing, but how you're going to be doing it. And it also dictates, I mean, we were having a conversation with the one student who he wanted to know how he should structure his business in a, in a, in the, the formal sense. Is it a limited company? How is it limited? Is it limited by guarantee? Limited by shares? And at first I said to him, well, just limited by shares because you're making a ton of money. You've done a lot of hard work. And, you know, you kind of want to, you've done a lot of hard work already for no payoff, really. You want to accrue that money back, really, if you can. And then we broke it down further. I said, so why do you, why do you want to do this? What do you want to get out of this? You personally, not necessarily what do you want the project to be, but you personally, what do you want? And he was like, well, I just want to help people. I said, well, okay, well, ignore what I said before. Go limited by guarantee. Because then that changes everything. And when you know why you're doing things that then makes those business decisions really, 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 really easy. And then that transfers over to telling your story and putting it out there, which is what people are going to connect to. I think John Lewis is a great example of this, the company, John Lewis. Oh yeah. Where, um, I don't know. I don't know what their why is because I haven't spoken to anyone from, from John Lewis, but part of their brand is, and this is why people love John Lewis is that the employees own a part of the company. They are shareholders in the business. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that then changes everything about how they run their business, completely everything, because they, whatever their why is, they've transferred that into every part of their business. And then when people talk about John Lewis, that's one of the first things they talk about is, yeah, well, if if you work there, you're an owner of the business. Mm Mm-hmm. And there was a good story. I mean, the the project that stood out to me was that first guy we talked to in the um, on Wednesday who had the idea about yeah. Sorry, message just popped up. My bad. <laughs> um, he basically had that idea about um, basically students are struggling to get experience for work, and so he wanted to create up this create a sort of a service where people could barter their skills for each other so that they can gain experience doing the thing they want to be doing. And again it started off with him just pitching it as, oh, it's just a place where people go and they trade skills. And he was like, and then I said, oh, it's kind of like, it's good because people were struggling to get experience. He was like, well, that was the reason why I did it. And then we Mm -hmm. finally got to it. And I think then I said to him, I was like, well, there you go. You've got a massive story there is that you found that you're struggling to get experience because you're a graduate and nobody wants to give you that opportunity when you go into the workforce. But you're creating this platform where you are going to help students get that experience, which then maybe helps them get a job or maybe actually go freelance or maybe they Mm. get a lot of confidence in what they're doing. Mm. And we was like, well, that's the story you need to tell. And then it's like, okay, well, how do I tell that story? And it's like, well, 
there's so many places to tell that story. You're going to either, whether we're saying we tell him to go get PR in local newspapers, which again is something that people sort of say, oh, it's a bit old school though. But actually, I think sometimes getting that PR has a lot of credibility for some reason. It's the reason why a lot of these entrepreneur websites, they put as seen in mm. whatever newspaper is a great way of sort of showing that you've got credibility for some reason. I think newspapers have that sort of credibility to them or magazines and stuff like that. Instant credibility it gives you. And then it's just like looking at other platforms to start getting your story out there. If you know, I don't know, your target market are graduates, do you just jump on Twitter and click the or search graduate and get the hashtag? Maybe do like graduate employment and people are going to pop up who are going to have stories saying they're having those problems. And then you can kind of go in there and say, hey, I saw that you're struggling as a graduate to get work. Here's a platform I'm building. And this is sort of real manual building up your following but mm. actually you're finding the right people mm. or maybe you go into um universities and you talk, go and do a talk for their employability i don't know they might have like a section of the university that puts on employability talks and you go speak to students about your platform mm. and so i just think that i just think that people need to get really sort of laser beam on how they go about finding their audience or finding those followers and i just feel like there's many like really little detailed nitty gritty practical things that I just kind of, I don't want to just pipe on about them, but it's just things that I think that a lot of young people don't actually consider. And actually there's so many opportunities there really. No, you're right. And, and I've, I've said to, to you many times as, as an actor for my personal brand, I'm really, really doubling down on social media at the minute. So I'm really kind of exploring all of this stuff. And the one thing that just becomes so abundantly clear is it's great doing all those practical things and knowing all of those practical things, but it's you're not going to be able to leverage it really if you can't tell that story clearly. Uh-huh. And I mean the, the the group that we're of students that we're working with are probably fed up of me banging on about. But it's your story. What's your story? What's your story? What's your story? But it really does then dictate every move that you make there. And also, like think about think about this. When you think of, okay, Jem, what's your, if you could pick one brand, one brand in the world, one brand, mm. your favorite brand, if you're like, I, if, if they, if they produced everything I needed for my life, I'd only buy from them. Oh God. <laughs> it's going to sound really bad, but I actually do like Amazon as a brand because it just okay. seems simple and practical and fast and it okay. gets the job done. So the, the brand, so what is it about that brand that you, why do you really like that brand? Like I say, like you get, you order, you get what you want, you get it quickly. If something's wrong, it gets resolved quickly mm-hmm. and that's through experience. And it's just a well-known brand and actually a lot of time the actual delivery people are friendly. So mm-hmm. there's many like things that built up from that, but uh-huh. ultimately it's down to the practical practicality and the customer right. service. And why is that all important to you? Because it saves me time. It comes when I expect it, which means I'm giving back the time that... Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to have to wait around. Like I said before, I hate waiting for when people say, oh, you've got a six hour window of something's getting delivered. I'm like, okay, I know it's coming within this hour. Mm -hmm. I can be done and gone. And if you think about all, most of Amazon's branding as a brand, they tell that exact story Uh that whole time. The, the big drone thing that was a big thing that I don't know if it will go anywhere. I probably will eventually, but that whole thing was all about making it simple, making it convenient, knowing that you're going to order it and you're going to get it within 30 minutes. Amazon Prime, again, uh, I was going to go with a pun then, an accidental pun, I was going to say prime example. <laughs> but, um, yeah. you know, their whole thing is, well, you order it, you'll get it tomorrow. 
uh-huh. next day delivery. Or like even... That's think, their big product really is Amazon Prime. My friend came in the other day and he saw my Amazon bags, all my shop, and he's like, you don't even do shopping, do you? I'm like, why would I when I can just get it off Amazon? It's mm-hmm. all like the same stuff. It's all good quality. Mm-hmm. Like, I might sign up to this Amazon Fresh. I didn't know about it. It's amazing. I might have to give that a even go. Even the avocados are good, which is tough to do. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to give it a go because I do, I do like Amazon as a brand. Mm-hmm. But again, it really... It's that story that they're telling. It's the simple convenience. And really, when you th- when you think of online shopping, you think of Amazon because you think it's convenient. I know I can get everything I could possibly need. Mm-hmm. That's their story. That's why it works. That's why everybody does their Christmas shopping on Amazon now. That's why the high streets are in trouble. Because it's not convenient to go to the high street, is it? Yeah, you've got to walk around. It's you've not. got to deal with some umpy person at the till mm-hmm. and... All those kind of things. Whereas conversely, Amazon, simple. But it's because their story's so good. We're going to have some people emailing, well, Amazon don't pay their tax. You guys are promoting but, um, magic. I mean, <laughs> let's not go into that because I'm not talking about their business practices. Yeah. It's purely from a... Story perspective. Story perspective, exactly. Cool. Exactly. Right, so let's take a quick break. Um, okay. So... We've obviously been talking about students that we've been getting to talk to. And uh, we've been talking to them at the University of Northampton, who are sponsors of the show. Funny how that works. It's Um, all linking up. It's all linking up. Um, I've said, if you've been listening to the show for a long time, I have said many times how much the University of Northampton puts an emphasis on business ventures, social opportunities, social projects that students want to develop and put out there. What more proof do you need than we are going in and talking to students about their business ideas and really helping them hash out those ideas and perfect them and really get them into a strong position? I mean, it could sound like rhetoric and hyperbole when I say they support businesses, they support student projects, but they really do. And we're, we are involved firsthand with that. Um, so it's honestly... I've said it a lot, but I'm going to say it again. It's not just about going to Northampton and getting a degree and coming out and getting a job at the end. They cater for all walks of life in that sense. If you do want to go do that, that's fine. If you do want to become an academic, that's fine. If you do want to go and be an entrepreneur, that's also fine. They don't segregate anyone in that way. No discrimination. No discrimination. They even let people become actors. Look away. That's it. Opportunities for all, no matter what (laughs) your... uh, Maybe I should... uh, Offer that as a slogan. Opportunities for all. Sounds a bit wanky. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But honestly, they are great. And we are products of the university ourselves. So if that sounds like the sort of thing that you want to check out, that sounds like the sort of thing that you want out of a university, then check them out. Northampton.ac.uk Okay. This second half, I want some practical tips and tricks. Glad you went that way because I wanted to go that way. So what we're going to do... You're going to, because obviously you've got to reach out to people every day and do stuff. Yeah. So do I. And obviously it's good networking opportunities. And I have to do that for some of the small businesses I work with. Mm-hmm. So I want you to throw a tip. Then I'm going to come back at you as a tip. So you're just going to give one way that you think people can find a person to follow them. Might be a client, might be a contact. Something that you, is working well for you. Okay. Cool. This is actually, you might not like this one. I'm not sure how you're going to feel about this one. Uh, but ate it, (laughs) (laughs) but it's starting to pay dividends a little bit. 
you've got to be very specific with this because if you do this wrong, it will work against you. Um, but one of the things I think Twitter's great for it. I, I love Twitter. A lot of people are down on Twitter at the minute, but I love Twitter because I think there's a huge opportunity on that platform. Um, going to, if presumably you're following people in your market that are a higher up level than you are, right? Presumably. So go to those accounts that you're following and go to their follow list, followers list. Go, you've got to be meticulous. You can't just go follow, 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 follow. You have to go on each account, each individual account, look at what they do, and if they are a match for you, whether it's somebody that you admire, would like to work with, or somebody that might very well be in the market to receive whatever it is that you're doing, give them a follow. Just follow them. Mm-hmm. Because what will happen is not only will they likely follow you back, they probably will. I've had quite a high conversion rate of followers to followers. It then allows you to build very, very real connections with those people because they're coming up on your feed and you can jump in onto the conversation. It's likely to be relevant conversation. So it then doesn't become this spammy thing of, look at my shit, look at my shit. You're just kind of having a conversation with great at doing that. Um, <laughs> it just uh, you then end up having natural conversations and then they end up looking at your stuff. But not only that, is Twitter... When you follow someone on Twitter, it comes up then with three suggestions of the people that you might follow. And if you follow enough people in the same market, you're going to start coming up on those suggested follows all the freaking time. And then people are going to look at those and you might get extra follows. So then you'll start getting people within your market following you just because you're linked to so many people within that market. Yeah, That's something I've been doing a lot recently and it's really paying dividends for me at the moment. It's great. Yeah, and like they, like what you said. But you there. have to be meticulous. You can't just follow anyone. Yeah, because again, it goes back to that algorithm. The more you kind of specialise in an area and you're seen as it, then it's the, the algorithm is going to start doing the work for you, pulling in people who are likely to be connections that you want to get. Mm-hmm. And this is where, sorry to harp on it about it again, but this is where really putting your story out there and making it forefront, front and centre of your social media accounts and things really helps because then they can just look at your shit and go, I know what they do instantly. Okay, so the person follows you back, then yep. what? So then, um, engage. Engage. So if they pop an article up, yep. comment. Comment on a it. A little like. Just even, a little, even a little like is great because you're, they're going to see your name pop up. Mm-hmm. They're going to see your name pop up on their notifications and eventually that name is going to become familiar. There are people, I've, again, I've made some great friendships off of Twitter, professional and unprofessional mm-hmm. friendships. Unprofessional friendships? <laughs> Not professional, oh, friendships. No. <laughs> not professional friendships. Um, <laughs> just from like, just having conversations with like, uh-huh. um, you know, for example, there's a, there's an actress who I've never physically met in my life, um, but we talk all the time because she's a big geek like I am. So like, she'll put something out there like, oh, I was just listening to this movie soundtrack, and I'm like, oh my god, I love that soundtrack. And then, and you never know that then could turn into a business opportunity. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's kind of, there was a girl who was in our, our group who was talking to and she was like, oh, it'd be nice if I can get some like uh, flight tickets for um to bring out some other people. She's doing a project in Malawi and she was sort of saying that, 
oh yeah, it costs so much to get flights. And I was like, look, some of the airlines out there are really, really great at engaging on Twitter and they probably don't actually get the regulars that, they probably just get people, my ticket or something's wrong. If you're mm-hmm. someone who just starts commenting on their actual Twitter feed every time, oh, great picture, I really like that, oh, blah, 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 and you start keep commenting, your name going to keep popping up. And then, this is going to lead into my tip, once you get in a conversation with that person, what I would then do, and they keep seeing your name, you become one of these military, and I remember when I worked in a charity, there was always some people who were always the ones that constantly popped up and you always recognize their face and mm-hmm. they kept just every day on there. You do that on Twitter and then you jump on to say LinkedIn or something like that and then you go and find who is in the marketing team, who manages social media for that company and then you then like them or you like add them on there and you get an ad and maybe a lot of people on LinkedIn just add you to the network it's pretty easy to be honest but if you found the name of that person and then you um, get in contact on LinkedIn they accept you now you can inbox them then you can, you've kind of built up that it's again that light sword touch connection with that person you started on Twitter like I'm sure if that girl you spoke to you added her on LinkedIn you're in and I think LinkedIn's mm. that little layer deeper it's a bit more professional and then you can get in the, in the inbox and start sending them a message. And like we were saying to this girl, like if she's heading, she's heading over to Malawi, it's like, go get yourself some great stories, some great footage, like pick, pick some, like when you go to take some great pictures and stuff like that, and then put together your story. And then you could pitch that company why you need the tickets. You can back it up with the content that you produce. You can show the kind of impact you're having. And before long, they could be giving you five free tickets a year to bring out volunteers with you. And so I think it literally comes down to that. It's, I think social media is so good for starting as such a really light touch connection, which is oh. what you were saying in terms of Twitter is incredible for that. But Instagram... Most the, of my professional network has come from Twitter, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And, it, say. and Instagram's the same as well. And I know that when we've needed people for the podcast, just jumping on and seeing someone and on Twitter, doing exactly what Wayne said there, liking their stuff, commenting, retweeting. To, I was taking pictures of the books. I was reading, highlighting it, tagging them. Soon enough, they see you consistently and then you can make that ask. And the same you can do on Instagram as well. You've got the hashtags. You can jump on there. You can like specific, um, like, like again with Twitter instead of just like follow everyone, but like specific pictures that are in your niche. And th- and I think nowadays these are sort of like, I think they're like the go-to. You've got the Facebooks, LinkedIn, the um, Twitter, which I think people think are dying, but I think you made a great point the other day to me is that actually people think Twitter's dying, but actually the people who are serious about it are still on there. And so actually the quality of the content is much better. Mm. Um, yeah, I, less noise. Yeah, I just think for me, a lot of a lot of graduates and stuff I spoke to are kind of like, even even my girlfriend. She's not on LinkedIn. I was just like, it's one of these platforms that is just an in. It's like an opportunity there, and I just think everyone should get on there. And people, you can really laser beam on who you need to speak to, and sometimes you can do your social media like stalking in some ways. You can find out who is the head of marketing in that company. You can see them on LinkedIn. Then you can jump onto Twitter and search that name. And then you can follow them on Twitter rather than waiting for them to accept you on LinkedIn. And mm-hmm. so you can already engage without them having to accept you. Mm-hmm. And then you might find them on Instagram as well. So I think it's very good to kind of get those sort of names initially, which for me is like a really great way of building up that uh, audience. And again, it might even be that you need that person's name because they have connections to your audience. They've already got a platform that has people who could potentially be your audience as well. Yeah. I have to say though, you've got to be you've got to be really willing to do this over long term, particularly if you're doing this following strategy. You've got to do it long, long term. You're not gonna you're not gonna be following people every day for a week and then all of a sudden you're gonna have massive success because it's really you all you're doing is playing the probability game. 
That's all you're really doing uh-huh. is you're just kind of without being a bot. <laughs> yeah, without being a bot, you're literally trying to make authentic connections. Kind of, I mean, you've kind of got to have no expectations of it as well. But you, the reason you're doing it is in the hopes that eventually a strong professional relationship comes up which is then going to open a door of some sort for you that's ultimately why you're doing it but you can't really go in with that expectation either because equally it could never happen uh-huh. but the but if you make this a daily i do it on the tube now uh when i get on the tube i've got about 10 15 minutes um where before where i'm still above ground and i spend that 10 15 minutes and i literally go onto several people's profiles that i that are doing well on Twitter that are in my industry and I go right and I go through their list meticulously and I look I had I actually had a woman looking over my shoulder the other day as I was doing that because I was literally going onto the profile read the biog no don't follow onto the read the biog yeah I'll give them a follow uh-huh. next one and literally she was like mesmerized for like a good <laughs> Putting in minute the but i do the same thing for my business as well obviously it's a vegan business and so you can search hashtags like vegan london or london vegan and then you can just jump on there and then you see someone's food and you comment and say oh that looks great or you give them a like and mm-hmm. do a little comment and these little things then i find that if i like with you if i've got that 10 minutes on the train and i do that by the time i get out of the underground and get back on i've got like six extra followers who are now mm. following my vegan business page and maybe who knows two months down the line, one of them comes in to visit. Right. It's that sort of work that pays off over the long time. And a key point you said there is patience is a long-term thing. You're not going to get the free tickets to get an airplane tomorrow, but maybe if six months down the line, you become one of their biggest fans and one of their advocates and then you retweet and share all their stuff. Maybe they will. Mm. And it is, it's just like normal. Like you've got to build that human connection over time, but it all starts with you having that really good um, story. Mm -hmm. And we've also had a few people saying like, look, I know this digital thing's, um, I need to be on social media and stuff, but actually I'm usually best when I'm face to face with people. And it's again, it can start with that digital and then it can become an opportunity further down the line that you can invite them. And that's the bit, because FaceTime, I totally agree with a lot of what people say is like, that's the normal way. That's where you feel like you really make a connection. Mm-hmm. And it's true. We've said that every time we go to a meeting with someone, that FaceTime makes our relationship stronger. For sure. But that can all start with social media, first of all. Mm. There's a lot of like, obviously, meetup events and stuff going on, um, which are also quite good. Meetup.com is another place to check out. Oh, yeah. Um, just in terms of kind of finding people. So if you're a, I don't know, maybe you're creating bracelets or whatever, there might be a, I don't know, a meetup of people who do arts and crafts in London or wherever you're based. Go along because they might, although they do what you're doing, they also might become your customers too. So mm. it's a lot of grunt work finding your customers, but actually that's the stuff you have to do nowadays. That's and it, it does pay dividends. And the good thing is you don't need a, 80,000, 90,000, 100,000 followers, you could just have a thousand, but they are really solid followers to you. Like we've done with the podcast, like it's building up over time. We're holding on to a lot of our subscribers and people are coming back and it's been three years. So that's how it works. But I just think the opportunity nowadays is you can get in front, whether it's digitally or in person, in front of anybody nowadays, the connections are there. It's just, can you learn a technology well enough to do it without coming across mm-hmm. as a bot, basically. Well, that's it. And, and that's what I was going to say. You have to do it with the right intentions, though, because if you're doing it just to boost your follower count, then you're not going to get very far very And quick. even we were, well, I was guilty of that the other day. Like the other day I jumped on the Twitter and saw some podcast hashtags. Oh, no, I was actually searching, like I think it was maybe like 
I know a certain subject and I started pinging people with our um, episode that they might want to check out, which was related to something they were saying on Twitter. Like maybe it was, oh, I can't find a job. And I was like, oh, here's an episode we did on employability or something like that. And then one girl came back and was like, oh, you've uh, you've sent that to like four other people because I did it oh, yeah, in a, in a yeah, 10 yeah. minute stint. And she was like, oh, are you guys a bot? Have you got a bot? And I was like, well, no, because I was kind of changing the text slightly to each person I was sending it out to. And then, like, it was funny, but um, she was kind of like, oh, that's, you're spamming people. She said something like that. And then me and Wayne, like, sent her back, like, a personal video. And after she kind of laughed and she kind of, and then she kind of liked it. And mm-hmm. I don't know if she followed us or whatever else, but at least there, she kind of, if anything, she was probably the strongest connection we built out of everybody we sent something to because initially she thought, oh, these guys are bot spamming people. She gets a personalized video. And now she feels way more connected than probably any of the other people we send stuff to because we had that little friction mm. in that moment. And so it is kind of getting creative with stuff like that. I mm. think, and again, video is probably quite underused on these platforms in terms of sharing your message. True. So, um, yeah. There's so much stuff you can do. and But I feel like as basics, they're a really good one to to start with. And just choose one of those platforms. Don't You don't have to oh, do yeah. them all. Just go one that feels comfortable and feels good and you start getting some results. Just try that for now, really. Mm-hmm. It all depends what you want to get out of it as well. Mm-hmm. If you want to make professional connections, which I think, that's why I think Twitter is so good. I, uh, that's why I think Twitter is so good because you can make professional connections within your industry. You can make a following from the people that aren't necessarily in your industry but might be into your thing. It's really easy to And there's no gate there. They don't have to follow you. You can jump straight into their conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, or if you or if you want to build more brand awareness, that's where I think Instagram's really good. Uh-huh. If it's specifically about brand awareness, Instagram's great, as is Facebook at the minute. But with Facebook, the simple truth is you gotta be willing to pay for it. If you're not gonna pay for it, don't bother. Yeah. And um, I think a lot of time Facebook ads gets a little bit complex for people for, yeah. for now, but there's so much stuff you can do for free initially anyway. Mm for sure cool sweet so, so let's wrap up there some good actionable stuff that people can put to work yeah it's just kind of again things that we were kind of encountering that were common threads cropping up in what we were talking about with the students so we thought we'd put it out as a kind of episode uh, i say kind of episode it, it is an episode <laughs> also i think there's a blog i just want to link to that we did it's how to I don't know how to get people's attention the Gary Vaynerchuk way or something like that. We did a blog post. God, that's an old one. It's a very old uh, blog post, but it's also that it's that idea of kind of getting emails and stuff like that. It kind of breaks down some of these tactics probably a little bit more mm. specifically. We will link to that in the show notes though, which you'll be able to find at powerfulnonsense.com. Okay, lovely. Um, that was a cool episode. Enjoyed that one as well. Uh, great. So um, as always, thank you for tuning in. We could really do with some more iTunes reviews just to help spread the word and uh, make people realize just how good this show is because we're still five stars after three years just saying <laughs> we're going to have some troll now all of our five star reviews came in the first year <laughs> haven't had a review since then <laughs> <laughs> we haven't had a review for a while so we really could do with some more ones please more ones that was the most grammatically incorrect sentence that I think I've more ever ones said. please more ones please <laughs> uh, so yeah so if you could give us some more ones that'd be lovely no no not ones more fives more fives please <laughs> Um, and uh, yeah just spread the word of the show we'd really really appreciate a few more retweets and likes we've got quite a good little quite a good little Twitter community going on at the minute sharing our stuff so really appreciative of that but uh, yeah you can follow us on Twitter at PN underscore podcast is probably the best place to go Um, so thanks very much for tuning in and we shall catch you next time see you later
Thank you.